Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com on the beautiful campus of Nicolay Bible Institute, which is at Silver Birch Ranch in White Lake, Wisconsin. And we just love having people here. It's been a somewhat of a crazy year, as you know, but uh, we're, we're glad to have people back crazy? on the grounds. That was, that was an understatement. An understatement. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to be gracious. You are gracious. And we don't have to explain it to anyone because everyone's living in it. That's right. So crazy, put whatever word you want in there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, are you uh, afraid of this virus thing? Uh, not really. Yeah. Do you respect the virus thing? I do, like I respect any other sickness. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just wondering because yeah. g- generationally here, I'm looking at it going, okay, my, you know, my generation is in the high risk, high, high, high risk, whatever category. Right. And I personally am in the high, high risk category because of some lung problems I have and heart conditions and things. And yet I'm looking at this, trying to figure out how different this is right. from everything else we've gone through in our history, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be flu or H1N1 or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I know a young man was talking to me and I, I know your generation and my generation are different. I'm a, I'm a vaccine guy. You're not, you don't get into vaccines, do you? Uh, no, my kids don't have vaccines. Yeah, okay. So. And, you know, I respect that. It's just I grew up taking them, so I, yeah. I don't care. Um, and if somebody came to me and says, I don't want to take them, I'm going, fine, that's up to you. Yeah. I mean, you decide what you're going to do. Right. And I'm not sure that vaccinations are a moral or a moral thing. They're just decide. Right. But I get, I get them. Right. And one of the things is I have to get a flu vaccine every year, so I get vaccinated now for H1N1, but H1N1 isn't going away. Right, right. And, and I it, can still get it. the vaccine doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Right. Um, however, I did tell a young man the other day who told me, I think I need to go find everyone that's sick so immun- my immunity stays up. I said, yeah, I just do that through vaccine. You know, it, you throw that in there, my immunity it has to kick in or something. And, mm-hmm. and so I do it that way. Right. But I don't see a whole lot, honestly, that has changed. Mm-hmm. I think here's my great fear. I could be totally wrong, so I'm just going to throw it at you and see, okay. see what your age group thinks. Okay. My great fear is that my generation, meaning uh, Trump and Biden, is my generation. Yep. Uh, sort of. They're kind of, yeah, yeah. A little older than I am. A touch, yeah. But is using fear to manipulate to try and gain for themselves something rather than dealing with things honestly so that we can fight. It together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trump is not a politician and he's kind of in a dilemma where he's frustrated all the time because he's trying to figure out how do I be a politician and how do I fix this problem? And I think that's, if you watch him, he looks very crazy at times. And I think that's part of the reason he's not either. Right. I mean, he'd like to be running the country like a business, but there's all these political things in the way. And yet he has to be political, but he'd like to be a business guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a dilemma there for him that I think sometimes comes out in childish behavior. Right. Um, uh, I think the other side right now is very political in everything they do. So I'm not sure I trust them. Mm-hmm. So really, I'm, I'm at a dilemma. How do you, let me ask you what you're, not who you're going to vote for, but what's the process you go through when it comes to voting then? I mean, it, it really has to be what like stances they take okay you know like the 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 
platform. Yeah, the platforms, you know, and a lot of people, you know, talk about to me any politician that they there's they do stuff that it, like I'm not going to agree with. It's not like I'm going to invite an, a politician into my home right. per se, you know. Um like you look at any of the presidents and it's just like, well, you know, I don't I don't know. It, yeah. Anyways, that aside, but but for me, you just look at all right. What what are the things that are important? You know, what do they stand for in different policies and all that? And that's that's how you align, right? And vote. Um, and if you come to the conclusion where you think that you know you can't vote for somebody, you have the right to do that, right? Um, or if you think that you you have a right to vote for somebody else, you have the right to do that as well. You know, but I mean, it's 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 kind of like that. But I'm also the sort where I don't necessarily feel like I need to throw my decision on other people right you know so i'm not going on social media saying this that or the other like in fact i don't ever really post political comments yeah i have never done that um, either i don't think it changes anyone's in, mind in anyway public. i mean i'm talking about it now but i mean on, on Facebook, well i'm I asking like you yeah, as yeah. an older guy i'm saying you know how do you process this right right did you watch the debate and now uh, this is obviously for someone listening to it for some of you this is going to be current but if you listen to it 10 years from now this isn't going to be overly current. Yeah. Uh, but we had a debate between... The first presidential debate uh, between Biden and Trump. Right. And yes. it was an embarrassment to the world, <laughs> right. to put it mildly. Right. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. And I watched about five minutes of it, and then I, okay. I had enough. I had enough. So what are your thoughts? Why did you turn it off? Um, well, I'm not... Usually, for me, I, I rarely watch an entire debate just because I have... a more to do with an hour and a half of my time right. than, to, than to sit there. And then usually the day after you can kind of get the summary of it anyways. Yes. So more, more or less, I was just the curious of, Oh, how's it going sort of thing. And I got an idea how it was going. I'm like, I'll check in tomorrow to see yeah, what it was. Okay. You know, so that, that was more the mentality behind it. Yeah. And it sounds like I didn't miss much. Yeah, no, you didn't. Um, I watched it. My wife wanted to actually watch it. She yeah. wanted to, but I think for all the right reasons, but, they don't work anymore, those right reasons. Right. For, for example, she wanted to hear what they actually believed. Right. Well, by the end of it, you knew they didn't like each other. Right. And, <laughs> and here's the interesting thing. I was, I was actually on social media, and, and a guy that I went to college with said something interesting, and I want to I pose this to okay. you. Okay. Because I thought it was an interesting take on the debate. He said this. He said, I want to remind us that in a representative democracy, we get the leaders we deserve. As embarrassing as the Trump versus the Biden debate was they accurately represent us as a people. If we are embarrassed by what you saw, remember this is but a mirror being held up to us so that we see ourselves more clearly. They are us and we are them. And that is a humbling thought. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and I, I, and I, I thought that was a unique perspective yeah. because, you know, here we're talking about the debate, you know, and how they didn't talk about policy. And yet at the same time, it's like, you know, some of us want to hear it. You know, you just said your wife right. tuned in to want to hear it, but that's not what we got. Right. And I think the reason we didn't get that is you look over the last year in America and it represents exactly what we've been dealing with. Exactly. Well, let me throw something at you. Uh, you know, recently I wrote a, a major television station and I just asked them the dilemma that I have for watching their news at all yeah. is that they have um, ads that come up uh -huh. that are obviously lies. Right. Okay. I mean, they're lies. And if you spend about 10 seconds thinking about what the ad just said, you realize, well, that's just not the truth. You know, I mean, on both sides, not, right. not just one side, but both sides. So I asked them, why do you play ads that tell lies? 
I mean, I'm not going to watch the news anymore until after the election because I, I don't want to see all these lies constant right. somewhere. And the guy, the, the, he, he was very nice to rebuke me nicely, the president of the station. And he basically said, well, the law makes us play it. We have to play them. And I'm thinking, going, yeah, who set those laws? Mm-hmm. Who, who set it so that someone can get on your station, buy some space, and just lie? Right. Nobody has responsibility for this. Nobody cares because right. it's money involved. So I'm confused totally as to how our whole system is working. Because you're right. I think people want to believe lies. Right. And they'll align themselves with who they think is right. Mm-hmm. rather than investigating whether it's right or not. Right. Uh, I tell you, I want to encourage everyone that's listening. I, I would encourage you and anyone that's listening, I think we're on the same page here. Go to the website of the major parties, Democratic website, Republican, whatever. Look up their platform on all the various things. Mm-hmm. Just look it up. Yeah. Read it. Get your Bible out. Does what they believe in on the platform actually sync at least with the Bible a little bit, Mm -hmm. then vote. If you're going to vote for an individual, you're going to be disappointed because every human being apart from Jesus Christ is sinful, every single one. Can you imagine, whether you're, you're Trump or Biden or whoever you are, can you imagine the constant scrutiny of every word you say? Looking. They're not looking to make you successful, by the way. Right. So everything you say, everywhere you go, everything you do, they're looking for you to make a mistake. Right. So decent people will not run for politics, will not run for an office, mm-hmm. because they don't want to go through that. Right. Because decent people, real people, make real mistakes. Right. And when you make a real mistake, there's a way you deal with it. Yeah. You know, you say, I made a mistake. And you go on. Mm-hmm. And the Bible makes that clear. If you're a believer, First John 1, 9, you confess your sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive your sins. You go on. That's what you do. Right. But there's not one human being that is going to run for office anywhere that is mistake-proof. So if you're voting just for character, now, if, if, when I watched that debate, if I had to vote for a person of character, I'm voting for Putin. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was, there was a, an anticipation pause there because I was curious to see what you were going to say. I know. I, you know, I'm thinking there is no one for that. Right. Including Putin. That was a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, obviously. So I have to do it another way. Yeah. The other thing is to dismiss totally my vote. Mm-hmm. Well, if, I, if I'm going to be able to say something, here's what I want to say in my vote. I want to say, I believe there's a God. I believe that he created the universe and created the family and he created people and he loves people. And I want the platform of the person that I vote for to at least support the Bible. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to go vote on platform. I'm not voting on person mm-hmm. at this point. And, and I know some of you, you can write us, you can whatever you want and tear that whole thought apart. I, that's fine. But I have no better way to do it in this day and age other than do that and to pray and to start, I think your insight was, was great. Start personally living in a way that's different. Right. So what if we lived in a way 
where we wanted the people around us to be successful mm -hmm. rather than looking for all the faults that they have and, and how they disagree with us. What, right. what if we live that way? Mm -hmm. uh, this whole thing has caused some issues, so I'm going to throw them at you. Sure. Um, there's been, now there's one million deaths across the nation. Due to COVID. Well, that's what they say. Okay. Um, there are, Disney, today, when, when we started this, I went on the news just to see what's going on today. This, is, this program is recorded on October 1st, the year 2020. All right? So today, I read in the news that Disney is cutting 28,000 jobs because nobody's coming. Mm. Allstate Insurance Company, which actually does everything by phone anyway, basically, is cutting 3,800 jobs. Um, airlines, today it's reported, are, are cutting 32,000 jobs. Now, I am sure that there are tons of other places that are cutting workers. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who they are. I'm not even sure these numbers are, are, are right. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that's what's reported today. So when I tell you all these jobs are being lost, we just watched this debate. There's a million people dying from COVID. What's your thoughts? I think, I think it's complicated because it's hard to get information when people just throw at you false information, right. you know, and, and then you claim, you know, and so you look, you try to find the truth, you know, but the, the whole mainstream storyline, for lack of a better term, I would argue doesn't necessarily encapsulate all that is true. Right. You know, I mean, if you look at the statistics and you can go on the CDC website to find you know, annual death counts or even other websites find annual death counts in the U.S. And it was interesting because if you look at that for 2018 and 2019 and so far in 2020, even in light of COVID, 2020 is still on par to be at the same or even slightly less than 2019 and 2018. Wow. And now, you wouldn't know that by looking at the news. No, but that's interesting to me because you have all of this fear that has been generated about COVID. Now, is COVID something that can kill people? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you look at the statistics, you know, here I am, I'm a younger guy. Uh, I'm in my mid thirties. You're in your yeah, almost 60s. mid, almost mm -hmm. mid sixties, right. you know? And so is, is coronavirus more serious to people in your age bracket? Absolutely. Statistics are there. Now is Corona as serious in, to people in my age bracket? I would say no. Right. You know, is the coronavirus a serious thing? Yes. But based on your age, it all depends on how serious of an issue is. And your condition. And we, so we've watched people. And so and, and I say this in all graciousness, you know, even as I, I've talked to people about this, you know, in light of coronavirus being more um, contagious than H1N1, the flu, you know, um, that makes it a little bit more serious. But at the same time, I understand that people are dying. You know, here in the U.S., we've capped, you know, we've went over the 200,000 death rate. But at the same time, the question that I think we have to beg, and I don't think it's an insensitive question, is how many people of those 200,000 people would have died anyways right. this year? Right. You know, and I don't mean that to be insincere. But if you look at the statistics based on previous years when we didn't have a quote-unquote pandemic right. and it's still within reachable numbers, that's, that's, at least from my perspective, that's where I get confused as to why we don't see that, that storyline being that's said more often. That's a fair question. You know, 
That's an absolutely fair and to question. Even, and to even pose that question is seen to be as a political question. And that's why we need to take the uh, coronavirus out of the politics. I mean, we, re- we really do. It, people can't keep accusing people of not doing what they... The coronavirus is the coronavirus. Right. There's some personal responsibility, and I think that's the only thing that I'm going back to right now. I don't trust in the government. Mm-hmm. I don't trust in money. I don't trust in science. What, what I do is I, I trust in God. I'm going to go to the Bible. I'm going to listen to what God says. And then I'm also going to be personally responsible for my behavior. So I have a personal responsibility to deal with. So what, what I'm going to do is if I am sick, I'm going to stay home. Right. So that's my personal responsibility. And my, if I love people and I get sick, I need to stay home. Right. I know that. Right. So I need to apply that. So honestly, every morning, my wife and I take our temperature. Mm-hmm. We, we, check, we, we check in with each other. And if we're well, we're going to go out and act like we're well. Right. And if we're sick, we're going to stay home. If we start to feel sick, we're going to figure out why. Because there's a lot of stuff. Right now, my sinuses are killing me. Right. There's mold is up in our area. I, I always get it this way. That's not unusual. So that's not corona. However, that's being responsible. The other side of it is, okay, I'm going to be responsible out in public. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is actually afraid, if they are, I'll mask up for them. I'm not there to try and say, I'm going to lecture you about the validity of masks, whatever. I'm really thinking, what what can I do to help you become a better person, know what's right? And it's not cling to my rights all the time. Right. And, and so, and then we as a ministry are going to keep trying to work with the local health department, try and do things the way they would, they're comfortable. Uh, it has very little to do with what I firmly am convicted about. And I'm firmly convicted that this is another flu type of thing that's being used yeah. um, by whoever to gain something. And, and so I'm, I'm cautious, but at the same point, I can't control the government, but I can control Dave Wager. Mm-hmm. And if, if we would start to be responsible people. Right. So I just told you my plan is I'm going to the websites. I'm going to see what the parties believe in. I'm going to vote to the one that can back the Bible the best. And I'm going to vote probably straight party on that. Um, I'm going to understand that sicknesses can come from people. So I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do things I need to do to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm also realizing there's other factors to health, such as um, interaction, personal, um, um, being in the actual physical presence of other people. These are important aspects to health as well as washing your hands. So I'm going to work at both of those personally. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be responsible with, um, getting for me. And again, I, I, my doctor wants me to get the vaccination for the flu and all that kind of stuff because I have some other ailments. He just doesn't want me getting the flu. Right. I understand that. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to listen to the doctor on that. What I'm encouraging people, just be responsible yourself. Don't look and say, well, Trump isn't responsible. Biden isn't responsible. These people aren't doing what they should do. Well, do what you should do. Mm-hmm. And get your family to do what they should do. And be people who do their best to come through this and enjoy God and enjoy each other. And in the end of it, enjoy God more and enjoy each other more. Absolutely. So if you could do that, you actually win. Right. And, and the nation can go wherever it goes at, at that point. Um, but you don't have to follow that stuff. You can still enjoy life. I, 
I, my wife and I go out for walks, you know, all the time. Last night I went and sat in a, a blind and was trying to hunt a little bit. And I was thinking, boy, it's beautiful out here. All the trees, all that stuff. Didn't see anything but a squirrel. But it, bottom line was, I didn't care. I'm out there doing things, being responsible, exercising, washing my hands, doing what I'm supposed to do, checking out. The, you, anybody can do that. Yeah. The one thing we got to stop is trying to convince everybody that we're right. Right. You can't do that. Live right. Mm-hmm. If you live right, then you don't have to say much. Mm-hmm. You know, just live right. And, and I think in the Bible, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if we'll get through it or not, but Lamentations is an interesting book. It's, it's a, a sad book. In the second chapter, the 14th verse, um, actually, I want to start with the 13th uh, verse. It says, what can I say to you? To what can I compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? Talking to the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. What can I like you to that I may comfort you? What God is saying is, I would love to comfort you. You are in distress. There are bad things going on, and I would love to comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion, for your ruin is vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Mm-hmm. So God's coming and saying, I recognize the fact that things are a mess in your nation. Yeah. I understand that, and I would love to help. Okay, that sounds good so far. But he goes on in the 14th verse. He tells them why they're a wreck. Mm-hmm. Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen for you oracles that are false and misleading. What you begin to see here is God saying, you have listened to leaders who have deceived you, and you align yourself according to what you like instead of what truth is. I can't help you then. Mm-hmm. Because you're not aligning with the truth. Yeah. Regardless, leaders have a responsibility. I was reading a, a, a commentary, and it was by a guy named W.F. Adney, who I have no idea who he is, but I thought he said something good. <laughs> so don't, you know, if you say, this guy's a bum, sorry. Take Everyone, it with a, take everyone's, it with a grain of salt. Everyone's a bum. Um, as he said this, the crying fault of the prophets is their reluctance to preach to the people of their sins. Their mission distinctly involves the duty for doing so. They should not shun to declare the whole counsel of God. It is not within the province of the ambassador to make selections from among the dispatches with which he has been entrusted in order to suit his own convenience. One of the gravest possible omissions is neglect to give due weight to the tragic fact of sin. Basically, it's very simple. It says, you know, you're made a certain way. If you're not living that way, somebody needs to say that's not right. And if you don't do that, what kind of society do you live in if, if people continually see things that are not right and they don't correct them? Mm-hmm. You, you end up with a society that doesn't even know right anymore. Right. And that's where we're at. Yeah. So leaders, that's why I said, go back to the Bible. Yeah. Just go back to the Bible and read it. Mm-hmm. What you're going to find is that there's actually a way that God made us. Yeah. That's all. Now, respond to God. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I said take the platform to the Bible. Take it, begin to be responsible. I am responsible as a leader to talk about what God says. I am responsible as a leader to say this is right and this is wrong according to God. Mm-hmm. And even through history, in the book of Lamentations, the reason the prophets didn't 
was because of how hard it was and how they would have been treated. Mm-hmm. And prophets, people who know the truth, who are silent during the time when they need to speak, are just as evil as those people who are doing evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at Elijah. Remember Elijah and Ahab? What, it wasn't like he didn't stand up against them. Right. And that, if you look at that story, that was a tough one. I, I mean, he challenged them in a way where he said, you guys are wrong. You're, you're not even worshiping God. And he took him on. John the Baptist, you think he had to tell Herod the things he told him? And still, no, but he did. Right. The great leaders all the way through history exposed people to the truth. Yep. And by the way, they were hated for it. Yeah. Just look, how, how did most of the uh, disciples die? Yeah, they were murdered, essentially. They were martyred, man. Yeah. They, they believe this, change what you believe or we'll kill you. Yep. Well, how can you change what you believe if you believe the truth? Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is you need to believe a lie or we'll kill you. Yeah. I think personal responsibility for us in this nation today revolves around the fact that we need to, as a people, come back to understanding the importance of reading the Bible, aligning our lives with what God says. It's really that simple because all of the complex issues in life become become very simple when you go at the beginning and say, in the beginning, God, he created the world, he created a certain way. Okay, did he create marriage a certain way? Yes. Yep. Did he create male and female? Yes. Did he create, you know, so all of a sudden there's all these really confusing things that disappear mm-hmm. because there's a real simple way that he made us. Yeah. And we've made it complicated. Mm-hmm. So go back to the Bible, understand what God said, and rearrange your life, and you'll be okay. Now, I, I'm not saying you won't get beat up, thrown in jail. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you do that, um, I think the evil Satan and the evil people that follow him will take it personally. Yeah. And will do everything they can to shut you up. I think that's one of the signs of, of a, a nation in great trouble because, honestly, when Jesus saw the crowd and he knew they were all wrong, how did he treat them? With pity, compassion. Yep. With, he looked at them and wished they knew what they were talking about, but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah. One time, and it was with leaders who didn't do what's right and they were leading other people, he, he got violent and threw them out of the temple. Yeah. Those were leaders, just like I'm reading here. They, they led people intentionally wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus said that it's one thing to be wrong yourself. It's another to lead others yeah. to be wrong. And those who cause a young one to believe something they shouldn't, the Bible tells us it would be better for a millstone to be tied around their neck and them thrown into an abyss. Mm. God takes very seriously the one who causes somebody else to do wrong and helps them justify it. Yeah. So I want to encourage people to uh, get into the Bible, learn what it says. I don't care whether you're 35 or 65. It really doesn't matter at this point. Get into the Bible. Let the Bible do its, its speaking. And if you align yourself with a leader, a church, do it where somebody speaks the truth. Absolutely. You know, and, and hopefully you were encouraged at some point. And, and really our hope is that 
as we talk through different situations that we push you towards reading and getting to know God more and growing in a relationship and just seeking the truth. But unfortunately, we're out of time here today. So uh, until next time, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. We'll see you here. Take care. Bye-bye.